Hi, welcome to In Bed with Nikki. My name is Nikki, and if you've been here before, welcome back. (laughs) And if you're new to the show, this show is all about sex and the fantasies that people have. Reading from emails anonymously and directly sent to me, we explore experiences from everyday people, just like yourself. You never know who I could be reading from. I could be reading from the guy that's building a house across the street from you, who looks very delicious and is very open. I could be reading from the woman that was filling her gas tank this morning. She saw you checking her out. She gave you a little wink. I could be reading from the guy that lived next door. You just know who masturbates to you in the morning. You just never, ever know. And if you have any erotic confessions, fantasies, or questions, you can email them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com, or anonymously through the website at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also reach me on Twitter and Instagram with really bad dad jokes and a sexy thought of the day at dnikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Don't forget, by submitting a story or question, you certify the following is true. You are the sole creator of the submission. You are 18 years of age or older, legally able to write, submit erotic, or pornographic material. Stories including bestiality, incest, incest fantasies, underage roleplay, rape sex, rape fantasies, or other non-consensual content or racial slurs will not be aired. And you're releasing all rights to the creation. If you have not already done so, please go vote for me at the ASN Magazine Awards for Best Lifestyle Podcast and at Best Adult Industry Podcast. You can vote once every 24 hours. So vote for me. Oh, and I bought my tickets. So if you want to meet me, come on by in September. I'd really like to put some stories to faces. (laughs) Need a little extra bit of me? $5 a month gets you extra episodes and some surprises along the way. $5 a month gets you early access to this episode and an extra episode on Fridays and bonus material when you're very, very good. Incoming soon, live streams with me, of course, and on my patrons only. So, have anything sexy you want to ask me? Maybe... Talk with some like-minded people in a comfortable, anonymous environment. Keep an eye out. Patron.com forward slash in bed with Nikki. Remember, their search thingy hates me. (laughs) Want to show me another support? You can go to fullswapshop.com forward slash in bed with Nikki. And you can have everything from curious to kinky. Need something a little kinky on your desk a day? Why don't you get some Tilted Halo or Define Naughty mugs, t-shirts, anything your little heart, pussy, and cock desires. Keep the questions coming. I'm really, really enjoying this. Especially, you know, it, you know, as I always say, it expands my mind and makes me think a little deeper. Um, This one made me laugh, though, um, in a way, because just because the way I thought of the answer. Dear Nikki. So, I just woke up super horny. Me and my boyfriend are both cool with waking each other up. 
but it's 4 a.m. Should I wake him or let him sleep? Okay, as soon as I read this, I immediately thought of Rob Schneider in Waterboy. Well, wake his ass up. (laughs) That would be me. Uh, If I'm horny, I'm going to wake him up, you know, vice versa. I don't tell him, I don't say no. So yeah, wake his ass up um, with your mouth, with your tongue, with your hand, with some lube. Wake him up. Wake him up. And gentlemen, ladies, don't be a selfish lover and say no. Uh, Most of the time, I know for me, if I'm horny and I wake you up, I'll do 99% of the work, you know, ride you, suck your dick, that kind of thing. So let me get my enjoyment out of it. You can go right back to sleep, you know, trust me. So yeah, unless you have a really good reason, you know, insert reason here. Like, I guess if you're a girl, you could have an excuse every 28 to 35 days, possibly. I don't know too many men that would turn down a blow job or a ride, you know, ladies just saying. So if he does, um, be a bitch. Cause this is what I would do. Pull your vibrator out and, um, either go to the next room or be really loud and get up, get yourself off right there in front of him, you know, but don't let him participate. Yeah. There you go. Cause that's exactly what I've done before. Um, I have no problem doing it. Not with this lover, of course. You know what time it is. It's time to sit back, relax, let's pour some Woodford, with some filthy cherries, of course, and explore erotic fantasies from people just like you and me. Dear Nikki, this is the true story of my first ever sexual encounter. I was lighter than average to the sex game. At the time of the story, I was 22, a virgin, and hadn't had any sort of sexual encounter up to that point. My sex drive was strong. I'd masturbate multiple times each day, but for one reason or another, sex just hadn't happened up to that point. One summer afternoon, I think it was a Wednesday, I went to the mall to pick up a few things, but I also planned to stop at the hair salon in the mall to get things trimmed up. I liked going on midweek afternoons because it usually meant no wait. I walked in and was greeted by two beautiful women, one blonde, one brunette. They asked me what I wanted, and I responded that I needed a regular men's haircut. They turned to each other, whispered for a minute, both looked back at me with giant grins on their faces, and the blonde said, right this way. As I follow behind her, I notice that she's wearing the tightest black pants I'd ever seen. This made her nice, tight ass just pop right in front of me. It was this time when she said, hang on a second, and bent down in front of me to tie her shoe, her ass rising up directly in front of me. I fought back thoughts that this might be intentional on her part, but what I couldn't fight back was the massive erection that was starting to form in my pants. Again, I'm a virgin at this time. A slight breeze could easily get me ready to go. She motions to the chair and I kind of shuffle over there, trying to hide the noticeable bulge in my pants. I make it to the seat and she throws the customary cape over me. She introduces herself as Kara and we make small talk for a minute about what I want done to my hair. Then she begins. Things start out as normal for a few minutes, allowing me time for my situation in my pants to subside for a moment. That wouldn't last for long. I was sitting on the chair with my arms in my armrest when Kara kind of bumps my hand in the way to make my left arm bend and my elbows was sticking off the chair. I straighten out my arm and she immediately does it again. So at this point, I just leave my arm as is. I figured it'd be best to avoid my hairstylist from bumping me too much. 
Before I know it, she starts sort of pressing her body into my elbow. It feels like it's pressing into her stomach, which I thought was strange. Just then, she reaches down and lowers my chair a few inches. Again, that seemed odd, but I didn't know what to make of it. Suddenly, she starts pressing against my elbow again. I quickly pull my arm away, thinking, crap, I just elbowed her in the pussy. Just then, she reaches down, grabs my arm, forcing it back into the position it was in. She continues grinding while still cutting my hair. It was about this time that she unties and removes the smock she was wearing. This revealed a tight salon shirt with ample cleavage staring right at me. She goes back to cutting my hair while grinding against my arm again. She's starting to make some soft, breathy moans. I look over to see her hips swaying back and forth as she continues to press in and grind against my elbow. Just then, I got startled by the other girl. She approaches me, hands me a small towel, and said, Just in case you need it. I hold it in my right hand for a minute, not even sure what she meant by that. Then Kara whispers, Are you going to use that towel or not? I give her a confused look, and she smiles. She then reaches down and traps my cock through the cape and my pants. She rubs her hand up and down for a second and says, Do you see what I mean? I reach my right hand under the cape and unzip and unbutton my pants. I pull my cock out through the slit in my boxers and slowly start stroking. There you go, Kara says. By this time, the haircut's almost over. Kara sets all of her tools down and keeps grinding into my arm. Now with more pressure than before, I look in the chair next to us and the other stylist was sitting there watching her hands behind her smock and they were moving in a manner that I'm pretty sure what she was doing. At this point, Kara grabs both hands onto my armrest and is practically humping my arm. Her moaning is no longer stifled. They are clear and they are loud. I'm surprised people across the mall didn't hear her. While this is happening, I'm stroking my cock faster and faster. I'm ready to come and remember the towel that she gave me. I drape it over my dick while finished stroking. I then come directly into towel. I don't think I've come as much as I did that day. 15, maybe 20 large spurts. Then she says, give me the towel. I handed to her. It's absolutely drenched in cum on one side. She holds it close to her face, cum literally dripping off of it and onto her tits. Then she lets out a stifled scream through her clenched mouth and teeth. And then a large sigh. She collects her composure for a minute and smiles at me saying, thanks. She uses the towel to wipe off what cum had dripped, opens it up for a second. Her eyes get bug and she says, oh my. She then puts it into her purse. She puts her smock back on and finishes the haircut. Kara wraps up and pulls off my cape. I still had my cock out. I was in such a haze from the situation that just happened that I completely forgot to put it away. Kara laughs hysterically and the other stylist laughs as well. I quickly get everything put away and Kara says, you're naughty. I get to the register to pay, look at the tip box. I didn't know what to do with in this situation. So I gave a 150% tip just to make sure I covered things. They both thanked me and asked me to come back again. The other girl, I never caught her name, said, hopefully I get to have you next time. And Kara says, not if I have anything to say about it. They both laugh and smile as I walk out of the salon. I went back a few weeks later. I wasn't really ready for a haircut. I didn't care though, but neither girl was working. I found myself going to that mall every day for a few months. Still, no sign of either one. This encounter remained 
one random, wonderful, and wild encounter, and I never became anything more. I'm thankful for those ladies that day. That encounter actually gave me some sexual confidence, and within a less than a month, I lost my virginity. I can't help but wonder these days what those girls are up to. Did they do this type of thing with other clients? Was I the only one? What is the background to why they decided to do that? And what did Kara do with my cum-soaked towel? I guess the world will never know. S. Okay, I'm not speaking for all hairstylists or beauticians, but I have known a few that wear low cleavage shirts, um, that maybe when they're washing your hair, gentlemen, women, ladies, they will pick your head up so they can rub in quotations, the back of your neck and your face goes right between their tits. I don't know how men do it. I've always had a female person do my hair. So and all the women I have spoke to do this, some of them work in salons where they have their own little room, but the, the, the top is opening. So it's just think of like a cubicle, but it's, you've got a door, but the top is open. So the walls will extend up, but not all the way to the ceiling and various things can happen. And I have heard to help with tips, if they feel the vibe could go there, absolutely they will. But that's, I'm not speaking for everybody and I can't, but those are the few stories that I have known and that um, they have told me that they do, will do for extra tips. I have heard from the stories from gentlemen having um, the haircut fetish that they do masturbate underneath the cape and sometimes the beautician will let them do it. And maybe they might go as far as showing their cleavage. I mean, even I think, and I don't know if they're still around, but there are salons that are naked salons that are supposed to be kind of like the, you know, owl restaurant, except without the tops and the shorts. I think it's completely naked. And could you imagine getting a haircut from a completely naked woman? I've never heard of men doing it. So I don't know if men are completely naked, ladies and gentlemen kind of like the naked news. I think it's Australian or British. Guys, correct me on that if I'm wrong. So I think it's kind of like that. But that makes, I don't know, I I like it this way better because it's, it, it's, it's very um, risque and it's sensual kind of and and kinky. Whereas if it's all up in front of you, it just, to me, it dulls the experience maybe. I mean, first couple times, it's going to be pretty awesome. And then it's just like, eh, you know, oh, okay. Yeah, she's naked. You know, where's the fun in that? But then I can be completely wrong and thinking about it like kind of like a woman would. With them disappearing and not being there ever again, they very well could have gotten caught doing this with someone else or there was cameras there and they saw everything and were let go. I just think it's, or they could, they could have been going on another adventure and moving anyway. And this was their last hurrah out the door and they were leaving in style. Who knows? That being said, I like that this pushed your boundaries and made you explore a very kinky, sexy side and got you out of your shell. I think that it shouldn't be anything you look back on and frown about. I think you should embrace it. And it sounds like you are. Keep it going. Dear Nikki, I used to work at a bar in Nashville. I did event promotions, getting people in the door for various events. One of our events was a weekly karaoke. We didn't house the karaoke equipment in the bar. So Gabriel, the guy that hosted the karaoke, would bring the equipment every week. He would bring his truck each week with a trailer pulled behind. The trailer had one of those roll-up doors when he arrived, and few of us would go out, help unload everything, 
and then unusually stick around for karaoke. I often assisted with the event. Typically, I would be one that people would give their filled out song forms to. I work in a tourist town, so usually 75% or more of the people would be attend karaoke would be visitors to the town, bachelor parties, bachelorette parties, work conferences, family reunions. We got them all every week. Oftentimes, these tourists were sex-starved, trying to fuck anything and everything they could get their hands on. So, of course, they would always want to flirt with the karaoke girl, some trying to give me some lame pickup line, some trying to talk my ear off while I'm trying to get a job done. And then there were their times some horny, drunk dudes would just tell me they have nine inches and a room at the Omni, which we would meet them later in the evening. Of course, their attempts to pick me up always failed because I'm a lesbian and in professional. So I'm certainly not going to risk my job to hook up with someone I'm not even attracted to. It was exceptionally rare to have a woman trying to flirt with me. But when it did happen, I'd suddenly become a nervous fucking wreck. When I met an attractive woman for the first time, the struggle is real. I can't speak. I get clammy. And if I'm walking, you better believe I'm going to fall on my ass or trip over something. To call it a train wreck severely downplays just how graceful that a train wreck can be. On a June evening, one group of women walked in for karaoke. They were all quite attractive, but one particular I couldn't keep my eyes off of. Their group was sitting at a table about 20 feet in front of me, and this particular woman was sitting directly in my line of sight. She was tall raven hair puny with wearing this adorable patchwork dress that was cut just right, accentuating her curves, and wore a tall pair of heels that would spell certain doom for a clumsy gal like myself tried to wear them. She had a beautiful smile and these mesmerizing blue eyes that I could have seen from across the room. For a few hours, the group hung out and few sung some songs, but this girl didn't sing. She just sat there and called me crazy but I felt like she was staring at me. I would smile. She would smile back. Her friends were on stage singing, and still, she was looking my way. Eventually, nature called, so I went to use the restroom. The ladies' room at this bar was relatively small, just two stalls and a sink. I got in a stall and sat down, and quickly the door opened again. I could hear the sounds of heels walking closer, and someone got in the stall next to me. The stalls were pretty small themselves, so often you would see feet of the person in the stall next to you, if you have to be looking down. That's when I saw this cute set of toes and a very familiar high heel shoe right next to me. My heart starts racing a bit. I realized this was that cute girl sitting across from me. Being suddenly nervous, my bladder even had performance anxiety and I couldn't release, which caused me to sit there a little longer. Then I hear next to me the sound of moaning. It was soft as if someone was trying to hold back from being heard. At that point, I knew I wasn't going to successfully pee, so I give up. I wash my hands, still curious as to what's going on in that stall. I get ready to walk out of the bathroom when I heard the other stall open, and I hear a voice say, Karaoke girl? I turn around, and as I suspected, it's this gorgeous woman that I've had my eye on. She asks me my name, and I tell her, and I say, What's your name? I'm Ramona, says the woman. I told her it was nice to meet her, and I try to scurry out the door. Hang on a second, says Ramona. I could really use a smoke. Do I have to go out the front door? Or is there somewhere else that I can go? I told her that we have an alley out back where we park the karaoke truck. 
I could let you out the back door if you'd like. She was receptive to the idea, washed her hands, and followed behind me. I let her outside and told her I'd prop the door so she could get back in. Ramona responds with, Come out here with me for a minute. I'm not done chatting with you. So I step outside with her, but my nervous haste, I didn't prop up the door behind me. So the door locks, which would mean we'd have to walk a block to get back through the front door. We make some small talk for a few minutes. I learned she's a nurse in town for a conference, she says. So I couldn't help but notice that you were staring at me back in the bar. I tell her that it must have been because she was sitting directly in front of me. Then I go in to say, from what I could see, it looked like you were staring at me. She simply responded with, I was. She then says, I think you're beautiful. And I haven't gotten off in over a week. So I couldn't help but stare. So I say to her, so that what was going on in that stall? Her face gets a bit red and says, you're trouble. Let's go back inside. To get inside, now meant we had to walk a block down another alley and then back a block on the other side to get in the front door. Remember how I mentioned how clumsy I thought I could be? Well, we were talking together and she starts walking really slow. I turn around to ask what's going on and she says, Keep going. I'm just enjoying that cute butt bouncing those jeans. For some dumb reason, I get the idea to pretend to run away from her. I guess that was my idea of flirting or something. I start running maybe five, six steps, and then I trip over my own feet, and I fall to the ground. I manage to catch myself, but scrape the fuck out of my knees. Ramona rushes over to me and checks on me. She sits me on the curb and asks me where it hurts, and I tell her both of my knees. Because I'm wearing tight jeans, and because we're in a dark alley, she can't get a good look at the injury, even though they do have holes over the knees. Ramona asked me if there's a first aid kit inside, and I says yes. But then I remembered seeing the one in the back of the karaoke trailer. Ramona, who is relatively a small woman, by the way, then lifts me up and carries me to the trailer. She opens the door and helps me inside. She then gets in with me and practically closes the door behind her. I tell her where the light is and point to the first aid kit. She looks at my knees, but still can't get a good look. Ramona asked if it would be okay if I took off my pant. I agreed. She took off my shoes for me. I started unbuttoning my pant. And she said, just sit back. I've got this. She proceeded to finish unbuttoning my pants and slides my jeans off of me. Ramona giggles for a moment when she notices my panties have a Tweety Bird on them. I love Tweety Bird. I said something like, yeah, right. You're just trying to make me less embarrassed. I don't even know what really why I bought them. She replied with, no, really. I love Tweety Bird. Look. She turns around and lifts her dress, revealing a gorgeous bare ass, then lifts it even higher to reveal a tattoo of Tweety Bird on the small of her back. She puts her dress back down, and I say, well, I would make a comment on your panties, but I guess I can't do that. She laughs and says, let's get you patched up. She cleans up and bandages my knee, but then just sits there next to me, running her fingers up and down my thigh. I mentioned that we should get back inside, and she says, you're right. I just gotta kiss them and make them better. She proceeds to kiss one of my knees and then moves down, kissing my shin, kissing my calf, and kissing my ankle. Then she kisses my foot and toes. I'm starting to get a bit wet now. Having my toes kissed is a huge turn on. She then moves to another foot, kissing my toes and feet, kissing my ankle, kissing my calf and shin, and finally kissing my other knee. By this time, my panties are soaked. She looks up and says, It looks like Tweety likes it. My heart is beating out of my chest now. Without hesitation, she reaches up and pulls down my panties. I wanted to make a putty cat comment here, but I couldn't get any words out. She wastes no time and immediately starts licking my pussy. 
She runs her tongue up and down my labia, up and down, slowly and deliberately. She sticks her lips into my pussy, sucking up any juices she can find. I can feel my clit throbbing, pulsing right under her nose. Ramona then sticks two fingers deep inside me while she starts licking my clit. It doesn't take long. I can't handle it. I'm ready to come, I tell her. You need to strip naked right now. She says, why? And I say, because I'm seconds away from drenching you, and you probably don't want to get that dress wet. She immediately pulls off her dress and dives right back into my pussy. Within seconds, I'm back to the edge. I scream in pleasure and squirt all over Ramona's face. Ramona then lifts off my shirt and removes my bra and starts kissing and sucking on my breast. She then slides up and sits down on my face while pinning my arms to the ground. I work my tongue in and out of her pussy, teasing her clit. She's producing lots of juices and I'm just licking up every drop like I'm a dying of thirst. She yells, fuck, and climaxes there on top of me. We lay there in each other's arms for a few minutes, kissing and laughing. We start to get dressed, cleaning ourselves with some wipes and paper towels that were in the trailer. She hands me my panties, but I tell her to keep them, that they're better suited for her. We went back inside and people were questioning where we were. Ramona makes up some story about some guy having a flat tire and we were there assisting him. People seem to accept that. The rest of the night went as usual, except for Ramona finally decided to sing a song and she asked me to join her to sing. Of course, the song she picked was Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. So needless to say, if people weren't aware of what we were doing before, they were now. Later that evening, I went back to Ramona's hotel. We fucked through the night. But I guess some of those details are things that I'm just going to have to keep to myself. Hey, hello there. (laughs) I am so glad you gave me this was extremely odd, extremely erotic. I, yeah, I'm not into women as most, you know, if you've listened to me long enough, I've said that the only way I would be with a woman is if this is something my lover would be into, I would do it for him. Um, and it's because of the exact same reason that you said here that you showed women are naturally, um, in some ways, I do think we're seductive, we're erotic, we know how to touch each other. And I know that putting this display on for him would absolutely turn him on. And that's why I would do it. It would be us playing off each other. Not that I wouldn't give or, you know, receive pleasure from her. But I know that my arousal, not only would she be making me feel good, I know I'd be making him feel good. But the thing is, I think this is hot. And and you actually reached out and did the, you know, rule, unrule, kind of like you said, you don't shit where you eat. But I think I would have done the same damn thing. Absolutely. This woman sound, she sounded so intoxicating. And I think I probably could, I, I had this picture of her in my head and very liberated, but very in her own skin and very sexual and I think she could talk me into it the way you described her. I I think maybe she could absolutely talk me into my panties off. And then, um, yeah, I probably would have played it a little differently since I have a lover. Um, I definitely think I would have called him and made him listen. Mm-hmm. That's something to think about. But I have to agree with you. I'm a total klutz too. So I've just probably ruined every man's fantasy of me here. But I am a dork and I'm a klutz. I once broke my foot walking a straight line in, in tennis shoes. So... Yeah, I um, thank goodness I was going to the doctor doctor's office anyway um, for 
um, my allergies were bothering me, I think. But yes, walking to my Jeep, I fell (laughs) and I twisted my foot just right where it broke the side of my foot. Yeah, that was a fun seven months in a boot in a scooter (laughs) that I don't ever want to repeat. And so there you go. I am a klutz just like you. And um, I, it, it's very nice to meet us klutzes. Klutzes? Is that a word? I think that's a word. But I do have to say, I know that Mr. Darcy enjoyed the lesbian tales that are coming in from you ladies. Keep them coming. I love that we're showing our sensual and sexual side that we love to play. And sometimes we're not even into dick. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, gentlemen. Dear Nikki, One day, while I was in my early 20s, I went over to a friend's house for a party. This is one of those exceptionally rare parties where there were more women than men. There were about seven women and four guys. We played various drinking games and eventually turned into a game of truth and dare. The dares stayed relatively tame. Some flashing, some kissing, but nothing too terribly out of control. It was the truths that revealed far more than any dare that night. People revealed things about themselves, including sexual history, masturbation techniques, things like that. When it was my turn to select truth, I was asked, What is your biggest fetish that you keep hidden? I revealed to everyone that I have a foot fetish, that I believe a nice pair of feet can be very sexy, but that I've never really had a chance to indulge in the fetish besides through porn. Later in the game, a girl by the name of Paige was asked about a sexual act she was never able to engage in, but really wants to try out. Paige revealed that she would really love to get a guy off discreetly in a public setting, maybe giving a hand job in public where people were around, but they are unaware of what's going on. Paige was strikingly beautiful. She was thin, with amazing tits and long red hair. But the one thing that I always noticed on her was that her feet were perfect. She could have easily been a foot model, and I had never seen such sexy feet in person. After my confession, and as we were playing the game, she would often catch me staring at her feet, smile a bit, and reposition so her feet were even more clearly in view. There was some major foot flirting going on. As the night wore on, some people started to leave. We were just down to two guys and five girls. We decided to get into the hot tub that was in the backyard. Most of us weren't prepared for the hot tub, so we got in our underwear and a few women getting topless. Drinks kept flowing and additional dares kept coming, and eventually we all ended up naked in the hot tub. The jets were strong enough that we really could see through the water. Only way we really knew where we're all naked was that our clothes we wore in were all tossed to the side on the ground. We kept talking and enjoying each other's company, When I felt something brush my thigh, I reached down and a foot was between my legs, just inches away from my cock. Of course, I get hard instantly and look across to see Paige sitting across from me, smiling. I can tell by her body positioning that she's trying to stretch her legs a bit, but can't quite reach. I slide forward in my seat, allowing for her foot to reach me. She starts rubbing my shaft with her foot, flexing her toes up and down. Then her other foot slides in. They are fully wrapped around my penis. Her toes almost feel like they are dancing up and down each side of my shaft. At this point, I lost all awareness of anyone else in the hot tub. As far as I was concerned, it was just Paige and I there. I see her mouth the word, close. I smile and nod. She smiles back and arches her back, causing her beautiful breasts to both pop out of the water. And just like that, I come. I probably shoot a good five to six shots into the water. My whole body goes weak at this point. Paige then got everyone's attention and said, 
You know how my fantasy is to get someone off in public without anyone knowing? Everyone responded with yes. Then she says, and you know how Shane has a foot fetish and wants to explore it more? Again, everyone says yes. And then she says, well, we both just indulge in our fantasy. Everyone laughed a bit and congratulated us a bit until Kim asked, wait, does that mean your cum is floating around in here? I didn't really reply, just smirked. Ted jumped out of the hot tub immediately and ran naked into the house. Ken then turned off the jets and turned on the lights so he could see if any cum was floating around us. Of course, that just meant the rest of us in the hot tub could easily see each other naked, but I certainly didn't mind. We cleaned up what we could find and most of the rest of the group decided to go inside. It just left Paige and I with the hot tub for ourselves. She sat over by me, nestled in close to me. She started stroking my cock a bit, but stopped her as I was still a bit sensitive from coming a few minutes prior. I also told her that I'm not coming twice in a row and that it's her turn. I lifted her up, sat her on the edge of the hot tub. I then went in and started licking her pussy. She asked me to stick my tongue in as far as I could. I shoved my tongue as deep as I was able while rubbing her clit in a circular motion with my thumb. She comes relatively quickly and we sink into each other's arms in the water. We started making out a bit and after a few minutes... Paige asked me if I can go again. I said yes. She immediately jumps out of the hot tub and says, If you can catch me, you can fuck me. But you'd have to fuck me exactly where you find me. I start chasing her around a bit. The grass is fairly wet from the rain earlier in the day. We are slipping around a bit, but that's causing me to chase her with caution since I'm rock hard and don't want to fall and land on my penis. It's now starting to rain again, but Paige wants to continue. She's doing a great job at evading me. Every time I get close enough to touch her, my hand slips off her wet body. Finally, I decide just to go for it and run quickly towards her. That's when I feel myself slipping. I slip and fall flat on my ass. The fall was one of those over-exaggerated comical falls that you typically see in the movies when someone slips on ice. I'm laying there naked, on wet and muddy grass, rain starting to pour down. Paige then comes over to check on me, straddles me, sitting on my chest. She lifts my head to check to see if I was okay. I tell her I'm all right, that I just need a second to compose myself. She lifts my hands to her side, telling me to hold her on to her for a second. I do as she says. Well, looks like you caught me. Paige then slides back from my chest and sits right down on my cock. I grab her and roll her over. So she's now laying on the ground and I'm mounting her missionary. I start thrusting deep inside her. As I'm doing so, I lift her legs and start kissing her legs and feet. I suck on her toes a bit, though they're muddy and covered in grass. I didn't care. She was incredibly responsive to my toe sucking, and she has never had that done before, but she can barely get any words out at this point. She comes before I do, and she asks me to come on her. I pull out and barely make it out before shooting a load across her chest and face. After a few minutes of catching our breath, we get up, head inside, and shower off. It was an absolutely wild experience and became the start of a very fulfilling relationship. Eight years later, Paige and I are married. We have two kids and couldn't love each other more. To this day, she lets me worship her feet almost every day, and I allow her to play with me in public whenever the chance arises. We've actually gotten quite daring in our sex lives and frequently get ourselves into risky situations. But those are stories for another day. If you want to walk away from this with a moral of the story... It's this, if you have a fantasy that they want to indulge in, do it. Keeping fetishes and fantasies to yourself is only hurting you. By pressing into your fantasies and expressing your fetishes, you might just awaken a whole new world of sexual adventure.
Shane. Hello, Shane. I love your moral of the story. You absolutely, absolutely get it. I was chatting with someone on Twitter last night. Hello, Mr. Scout. How are you? We were talking about this very same thing, actually. And I reminded him, communicate, communicate. And when all else fails, communicate again. When it comes to fantasies and your fetishes and the things that, to me, make your other part of you, the secret part of you that is very intimate and special when you trust someone to let that in, to let them have that part of you that we hide from the outside world, the vanilla world, from everybody else, is the most intimate thing you can give a partner. And as I've said this before, and I want to remind you, if you don't take care of your house and everything in it, be willing to redecorate it and change things once in a while. Someone will come along and take what you took for granted. So ladies and gentlemen, if your partner sits you down and says, I need this, I desire this, I want this, will you help me? You are getting the biggest gift they will ever give you in that moment. They're letting you completely in. Think of it like, remember the first time you really had a crush on somebody and it was, it made up your whole world, right? It's like that. Handle it with care. And if you need a moment, take it. Sometimes our confessions, their confessions, their desires are a bit much. And as the person confessing it, you have to remember you've had time to live in your head. You've had time to live in it. You have had time to decompress it and unzip it and do whatever you need to do with it to be brave enough to trust them enough with it that you need to give them time to take it all in. And if they step back and say, I need a moment, it's not them rejecting you. It's that they need a moment and that's okay. And for the person that is receiving the message, that's getting the gift, because I'm sorry, at the end of the day, it is a gift because it is trust. Take it all in one step, one word at a time and be willing to try. If it's something that's absolutely off the table for you, do you think there's a way that you could meet them halfway? Do you think maybe you could watch a porn about the subject or read about yourself and then maybe come back to the table and say, why? Explain to me what this does to you. Why does it turn you on? Good couples, great couples, even though they may fight and argue and everything else, have wonderful communication. And I guess for me, and I know this isn't the in real world, but in my head, I find if we can talk about the bills and everything else, why can't you say, why don't you go down on me? Why can't you say, I want you to watch me with a dildo? Why can't you say, I want to watch you make out with another woman, but it doesn't mean I want her. I want to watch you embrace your sexual side. Tables reversed. What if she said, I want to watch you with another man that I can't get the thought out of my head? Then what? Would it be a hard no? Or would you take it in? Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is the people in that room, in that moment, and nobody else. Would you give it to her? Would you maybe try a strap on? I know some of these are extreme and you may not want to or may not want to approach it or it's a very hard no for you. And that's okay. Remember that it's completely okay to say no. But let me ask you this. What is your biggest fetish fantasy that you keep hidden? I'd really like to know. I think this is a perfect place to stop for today. I want to thank you again for joining me. If you have any erotic confessions, questions, or anything else, please feel free to send them to Nikki, N-I-K-K-Y, at DearNikki.com or anonymously through the website 
at DearNikki.com under the Confessions tab. You can also reach out to me on Twitter and Instagram with really bad dad jokes and a sexy thought of the day at DNikki, N-I-K-K-Y, 162. Don't forget to go vote for me in the ASN Lifestyle Magazine Awards, Best Adult Podcast and Best Lifestyle Podcast. Voting closes on July 31st, and you can vote once a day. And if you're really brave, you can always stop by and say hello. I'll be there. Come by and say hi. Need a little more of me to tuck you in? Patron.com forward slash in bed with Nikki. $5 a month gets you early access to the show, plus your own very own show on Fridays. And special drops when you're really, really good. Also, keep an eye out on Patron. Going to start doing live streams with a different level. Patrons only can reach out, say hello, creating a perfect bubble for us explorers that want to say hi and talk to like-minded people in a safe and positive community. And in closing, I was thinking of you while I was playing with my pussy, rubbing my womanizer up and down on my clit. Would you want to watch me with her? Would you want to watch me with him? That's my question. Would you rather push me against that mirror and fuck me and make me watch you? Hmm. I really want to know. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, bye for now.